Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International. The first of two hours of Ghost Chronicles Radio, you lucky stiffs. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink, the grumpy old man that nobody likes. With me, my co-host, who everybody loves and adores, the platinum standard and ghost hunted, Mr. Steve Parsons. Did you just call our two listeners stiffs? What? You did, didn't you? No, you I did. did not. I just called them you lucky steps, which is different. It, that's not politically acceptable anymore. Oh, yes, it is. No, in my world, in the, it is. No, no. Justin you Trudeau. You live in a different world than me. Justin Trudeau, the Canadian Don't premier, has said that we can't Doesn't use exist. like that. Doesn't exist. You have to refer them to in Besides, a non. This is America, not Trudeau. In country. a gender non-binary way. Yeah, whatever. I did stiffs. I think that's, that's pretty much describes everybody. No, it's I, stiffs. And, well, there you call it what you see, want. See, now you've got to explain yourself. I don't have to explain anything. You, you dug, have to explain you yourself this, how you thought that was misogynistic. That's what place. I want to know. Now you've got to climb out the hole. I am absolutely fine. You see, so they're anyway, gonna pulling, they're going to be pulling down your statue now. I doubt it. Uh, anyway, frock you. <laughs> I think it are running for president. I may do it. I'll pick up all the old Trump. Anyway, um, well, I say yes. Lots of things happening. Uh, I did want to mention, and yeah, uh, like you running for president. When did you decide that? Oh, just now. Oh. Hmm. You, not so anyway, to, aren't you supposed to deny it first? <laughs> and say that you're not running for president just no, before no. you do announce it. No, that's the, okay. No, see, that's people like about me. I'm quite signant to the point and people know what I'm talking about. Anyways, so do you see that video footage of that flight taken over the GNC of that thing in the sky? No. What? No. I didn't see it. I'm guessing you're referring to a UFO because uh, no. Well, it I looks like a squid it. to me. Might be a squid because uh, we had the sighting we had a UFO sighting here in West Wales this very week gone. You did? And that's kept me busy, so I didn't see the Aegean squid. So what, what's happening in, in Wales? Is, are you well, breaking tell me news about the for us? Squid? Well, tell me about the Aegean squid that I not don't that know if, about. Air, air, uh, on the, over the Aegean Sea, uh, on a plane, a commercial plane, somebody's looking out the window and saw what appears to be a... Some type of a thing. People have lots of opinions on what it looks like. Kind of, to me, it kind of looks like a squid. Uh, but, you know, to each their own. Whatever. I, thought, well, I, it's I, just I, I, I thought it was Tic Tacs these days. What? I thought all these alien UFO craft were Tic Tacs, according to the U.S. Navy. I don't know what a Tic Tac is, so I have no clue. Little, little. No idea um, what you're talking about. 
well, we call them Tic Tacs over here. They're, they're little mint sweets that are sort of uh, kind of UFO shaped, I guess. We don't have those. We have the ones we hear look are shaped like pillows. Well, no, they're more like a pill. Actually, they're well, there you go. Well, whatever. Similar, similar. So you know, they don't look like a squid. Yeah, but I thought the current crop of UFOs, as released by the United States Department of Defense videos, no, that, were just... were little pill-shaped things. Yeah, I'm sure they were. They were on the radar or whatever. And well, could this things. be another? Could this be another race of them? Do you think squids? I think it's my sea creature going airborne. It could be, or yeah. somebody's been doing yeah. drugs, maybe. That too. Or a mark on the plane window. There is video. Flying there is squid. Video. Could be no, flying it was squid. Pretty, it was pretty interesting. I mean, I'm sure it's a. Uh, not my. It's it's not my pay. It's above my pay grade. You know, I'm, mm. I'm a ghost hunter. I don't do flying saucers. Alien. So why are you chasing UFOs in Wales? Because the story uh-huh. was, well, let me explain. Um, our local newspaper, um, the thing that we normally wrap our fish and chips in, um, published a headline this week. Uh, a 93-year-old woman, uh, whilst out walking, claimed to have seen a UFO entering the waterway um, and and hissing and blowing off steam and blah 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 and she thought at the time immediately she saw it she i'll quote her crikey that's a ufo i love these things when asked if she'd taken a photograph of it she said no but a few days earlier apparently um the, the same newspaper carried uh, continued saying that just a few days earlier uh, a member of the public had photographed a ufo didn't look like a squid over the big oil refinery that's a few miles away um but then they didn't publish the photograph <laughs> that's gonna use so so yeah, I had to look at the calendar to make sure it wasn't first of April, which it wasn't. Uh, it was yesterday, and uh, so yeah, a ninety-three-year-old woman, um, whilst presumably reliable, stable, reliable witness, excellent eyesight, I'm sure, and loves UFOs. Yeah, good hearing too. Very difficult witness to track down. That's who I spent today trying to track down. Did you find it? Look in the cemetery. <laughs> you can't do that. Oh, I'm sorry. She, she was only out walking. She was only out walking yesterday. It's far too uh, quick. Okay. <laughs> it's only Islam that buries the dead within 24 hours. Is it just Islam? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I thought there were others, but I could be wrong. Whatever. So, uh, yeah, so you didn't see it, so you can't comment no, on it. So that no, was totally so useless stuff to bring up. That, yep, and, and that you one. brought up this thing that was you haven't testif- seen. And in fact, nobody's seen because the woman said, crikey, that's a UFO. I love these things, but didn't take a photograph. And the photograph that was taken wasn't published, so nobody's seen it. Yeah, there you go. So Reliable, uh, yeah. reliable information. Well, it, it's kind of what we expect from the Herald. Um, oh, did I say the name of the, the newspaper out loud? No, no um, you didn't. You were talking I'm, about a guy named Herald. That's good. I'm glad I didn't say say the name of the of the Pembrokeshire Herald. No. Um, no, because it was a guy named Herald. Yep. yep. Yeah. 
yeah. from Pembrokeshire. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, anyway. that is, you know, you could, I, it must be a slow news day or something for that sort of headline to hit the paper. Well, I mean, yeah, normal, like... normally it's like, you know, dog Wait. run over, um, traffic yeah, lights, the... The traffic lights, bulbs. They have broken. that crap in the mirror all the time. Well, yeah, but, you know, normally our local paper, it's full of headlines like, you know, traffic light bulb broken, um, you know, pensioner drops teeth on pavement whilst crossing road. It's not normally oh, 93-year-old to UFO. No, it happens. Could have been you a know. sea monster because it was I in the water hissing and blowing smoke that, off. That and go. there, and... Goes my, there goes my proof of my explanation. So that makes me right, I guess. Again. So anyways, my uh, son had sent me this link, and uh, it was about this woman and guy ghost hunting team in Sydney, Australia, who do ghost hunting drunk. Do you know, there was actually a few, just reminded me years ago, you've heard me talk about ASAP, haven't you? The Association for the Scientific Study of of Anomalous Phenomena. They, They, many years ago, they did a similar experiment. Um, oh, lovely. Yeah, they, they wondered if or hypothesized if getting drunk would uh, have any effect on what they experienced during a ghost hunt. So, I'm sure it heightened the sentences. So, the they, sentences. Got, so they got drunk. <laughs> uh, did they? They did get who paid, drunk. Who uh, paid for this, by the way? <laughs> that would be an ecumenical matter. Oh, they okay. um, <laughs> they did they did report something. They said that um, at you know in the dead of night, they uh-huh. one of the investigators heard a strange noise, and uh, they they wandered through the because this was all held in a medieval castle. You know oh, those yeah, things that we don't have in sure. America. Oh, uh, we do too. No, not medieval, not. but we do have castles. We do yes. have castles, but none of them are older than two hundred years. No. Anyway, to continue, so they go roaming through the dungeon corridors of the medieval castle, uh, looking for the sound of this weird and strange noise that they can hear. And after a, a hunt around, they discovered at the end of a corridor, in the darkest recess of the dungeon corridors, one of the one of the investigators had fallen asleep with their walkman clamped on their head, <laughs> and they could hear the of the music playing. There you are. It's proof. So, so they're now trying this in Australia. I guess so. Except these two guys. I mean, this man and woman, or whatever they are, sex neutral. Uh, it's gender uh, non-binary now. Yeah, whatever. So whatever they are, they're out there, yes. And uh, they're, they're doing that. And, uh, of course, they're skeptics. So they refer to all stuff on uh, paranormal as BS. So that must really help in their uh, study. If that's you know, what it is. There have been many ghost hunts I've been on down the years where a wish had been drunk. 
Um, <laughs> and I've been on many where some of the participants have been drunk, <laughs> yeah. but not on my team. <laughs> no, not on my watch. But there, there have been many where, you know, I've looked around me at 2 a.m. and think, I wish I was drunk right now and not here. Yes. Those but, would be uh, a public one, I would, I assume. Yeah, all of them were public ones. Um, One of them included a new, uh, I'll never forget it. This was at Barclay Castle. And um, it was a public investigation hosted by our good friend and soon to be guest on this show, Richard Felix. No, Uh, go away. We've got a number of guests lining up to appear on the show and um, in the coming weeks. Um, During the course of this public event hosted by our good friend soon to be coming on the show richard felix oh actually is there um, a naked one here no i was just i was just i just paused them because i realized actually if we invite richard on the show he'll think we're inviting him to spirit quest uh-huh there you go i will have to cancel him um <laughs> did i say go that ahead. live on radio then go ahead will you ouch continue Yes, so I was I was summoned, um, not by Richard. Richard was elsewhere with his um, crowd of talk. followers doing talk. a talk. And I was attending to the needs of the investigation team who were there supporting the event. And they said, come quickly, you have to see this. And I walked into the room and they there was uh, the lead investigator, stroke sensitive, um, holding what appeared to be a seance around a column ashtray. You know, these um, sort of ashtrays that you have in the middle of your yeah. floor and yeah, freestanding ashtray type yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had one of those when I was a kid. Yeah, they were doing ashtray divination. What? That's what I thought. Explain how this Well, works. that's what I had to ask. Because yeah. I'd never encountered ashtray divination either. Me neither. No, I'm not saying it doesn't I, exist, but I'm just well, curious. I, I, well, I like you. And I thought to myself, hmm, is this like tea leaves or coffee grinds where they look yeah, that's what I would think. Yeah. Yeah. In, the, in the cigarette ash in the ashtray? Yeah. But no, they were pushing oh. the ashtray around the floor like a Ouija board planchette. They were pushing, they were around pushing the, the ashtray around the floor like a Ouija board planchette. And depending was on which... Was alcohol involved? Uh, no. Oh, no, this was still early in the evening. Far too early for me to, to have alcohol. Uh, and again, this was one of those occasions where I wish I had. Mm. Um, during the course of which the lead investigator, stroke... Sensitive. Sensitive wasn't able to at first affect community he didn't understand the communications he was getting via the tilting and wobbling ashtray that was being oh, pushed gobbled. by oh. the participants and it was wobbling in an anti-clockwise manner oh goodness and the somewhat bemused skeptical ex-television ghost hunter who had been summoned um, and we're still standing there looking bewildered by all that was going on. Amazed, perhaps. <laughs> said, hmm, anti-clockwise, 
could that be anything like you know remember that old nursery rhyme widdishins round the church go anti-clockwise no, round the that. church we, oh, well there's an old there's a very old british rhyme that talks about okay. summoning the devil by running widdishins or anti-clockwise around the church and the devil Ooh, will summon demons as Ooh. as the somewhat skeptically bemused ex-television ghost hunter said that in a voice loud enough to be heard by the lead investigator stroke sensitive, the lead investigator stroke sensitive let out a yelp and went, is that you again? And then proceeded to communicate with the demon that he thought oh. he'd got rid of at a previous investigation, but had been following him around in his car and oh, his God. home. I hate when that happens. Subsequently to the investigation and was now communicating with him or screwing up his seance by wobbling the ashtray the wrong way around. Oh, that poor man. It was tragic. And one yeah. of the occasions where I wish I'd been very drunk. Well, you were a minute. In fact, I thought I was Why, why didn't drunk. you drive that demon out? You were, you were a dean minister. Was that actually, yeah. Do you know, I was... Um, changing the subject slightly i am an ordained minister of the right. uh, universal life church of modesto california yeah which is a recognized religion with mm-hmm. 20 pay you 25 dollars um and i am fully ordained to do, perform births marriages exorcisms bar mitzvahs mm-hmm. anything i want really because they don't care they just want the 25 dollars and mm-hmm. um I found my membership card, my ordination card, which was issued Excellent. to me, which was issued to me 20 years ago this very week. This guy's probably the pope of the church now. Well, I am a bishop yeah, because yeah. I paid the extra $25 a few years later. Oh, you big spender, you. So once you've been a once you've been an ordained member of the clergy for I think three years or it was then um, you could you pay some extra money. And you could choose to be a doctor of theology. Ooh, um, I would like that one. Or a bishop. You could put um, a DDS after well, your name. I, I, went, I, went, I went all out. <laughs> so I am a doctor of theosophy, the, theology, and a bishop. Mm-hmm. So I'm a reverend doctor. I'll have to kiss your ring next time. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, I, don't think, I don't think I'd be drunk enough. Well, so, so did yeah. you perform an exorcism and drive the demon out? No, I did offer to perform a marriage ceremony once, but it was turned down. Oh, that's down. okay. All right. Okay. It was I turned just... down. Um, but, uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Two years exciting. ago this week, I've been a member yeah. of the clergy. Dan, so we should have a party. We should, but we're not going mm. to. Right. Okay. So, uh, Lots of stories I've come across on uh, ghost hunting and, 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 well, more paranormal experiences. And, and Involving so, squid? Well, no, that was a one-off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is... Uh, this I was, could just I see mean, the road signs now beware low-flying squid. There was, there was uh, one case, uh, I believe it was in California. You know, people where tuned it, in and go, what have I just tuned into? I know, I know. They always... <laughs> How many tombs in? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> lucky stiffs. Yeah, lucky stiffs. Well, you know, you're. Did you ever see the cartoon I put on 
the like yeah. face page. Yes, yeah, yeah, with the dead bodies. The guy, the guys in the market yeah. going through the dead bodies. This guy's got a uh, winning lottery ticket in his pocket. The other guy yeah. says, "Lucky stiff." <laughs> ah. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Anyways, so this case was was in California. Sounds like the yeah. Biden administration. Yeah, I know. So, uh, anyways, the uh, a man died and left all his money to his niece. So the niece uh, came to the lawyer, and uh, you know, to you know, the lawyer contacted her. Or I guess she came to the lawyer, and uh, so they said, okay, you uh, draw up the the papers and we'll have them all signed and I'll have a check for you tomorrow here. And then, uh, that was it. So the secretary, uh, and this is, goes back. So it wouldn't be the beginning of the internet. Okay. Uh, so the cemetery secretary, oh, God, uh, back to the days of dial up. Yeah. And the secretary oh. gets a message. Uh, and you know how the old messages was messaging. Was back. <laughs> you have mail. Uh, anyways, the secretary gets a mail saying uh, that's not her. And uh, so he, he says, what do you mean? He says, that's not my niece. Now, so if it's not his niece, it, 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 evidently it was the guy that was dead. And anyways, the the guy that was dead gave the name of the nurse. Uh, I mean, excuse me, the niece. And the secretary contacted Denise and everything. And next, and she flew in. And by the next day, she was there. And uh, they were going to give the check to the other woman. And then the niece walked in the, the door and said, "No, that's mine. I am the niece, and that is the nurse of my uncle that took care of him." So, did a dead man send emails? I don't know. It's possible. I suppose. Is it really? Well, I mean, we is, think... isn't that interesting, kind of? I mean, we, well, we, we, you know, we have to use broken that's... radios to communicate them and flashing lights. I mean, they can just send emails? Maybe that's been overlooked by the ghost investigators. Maybe they've... But it's been done before, hasn't it? And yes. We are going to talk about that in an upcoming program. Um, it took place in England um, back in the 1990s, if I remember rightly. Uh, in Cheshire, not far from where I used to live, uh, where a spirit from the past, from Tudor England, was using a old computer in order, not very, not a Tudor computer, obviously, <laughs> an, an early generation trick. computer in order yeah. to type out messages. Later on, um, messages were received from... Um, an organization purporting to be from the future, which Ooh. I think they were called Tide Stream or Time Stream. Really? Um, but that's something that we are going to cover um, on a future episode of the show. So I don't want to go too deep you know, into it. No, we want to keep some of the um, reveals for, for that. You know, you know it's, it's kind of funny you mentioned that, Steve, because on, uh, as most people know, we have been conducting these red light seances for the past 10 years now. Have you tried uh, using a computer, an email? Uh, no, we have not. But during this, this seance, we, uh, you know, this, you know, take it for what it's worth. It's, it's a, a physical mediumship seance. So you go and strictly think we, we received a message from a group that was actually doing the same thing we were doing 
on the other side. That's that's also happened with a lot of EVP researchers like Raudiva and um, uh, what is it, George Meek and others. Yeah. They claim to that on the. In fact, there's a spoof of that on. Um, oh, what was the movie? You got me. Uh, there was a movie, and they. I'm not a mind reader. I can't remember the title of the movie, but good job. Uh, there's kind of you know on these Easter eggs in the movie, and there's a group of yeah. people because um, it's it's in. It wasn't white noise, was it? No, it wasn't. There. It was. It was a okay. comedy comedy movie, oh, okay. and um, somebody will somebody will remember this scene and go, "It was that movie." Yeah, I don't know. And at the side of the, uh, you know, off the side of the screen, kind of in a, in a, an Easter egg moment, there's a group mm-hmm. of spirits in the spirit world, and they're all gathered round devices like a radio receiver and an old-fashioned um, broadcast microphone going, oh, what is it with the living? They can't hear us. They just don't want to hear us properly. Uh-huh. Which is a reference to, of course, these, uh, and it's happened in, in a number of EVP, um, to a, a number of EVP researchers where they seem to communicate with a group of like-minded spirits who have set up their own little group on the other side in order to try and effect communication with the living. Mm-hmm. So, um, who knows? So, I mean, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, does it sound so implausible? Or... Well, I mean, ghosts, if you get, there's a lot of... If, if, yeah. spirits, if spirits exist, then That's they the are thing. Spirits. You have to... Well, yeah. hang on. If spirits exist, yeah. let's just run with yeah. that for a minute. Okay. Well, for two minutes, because we got the tombs. Um, yeah. If spirits do exist, then they're the spirits of dead people. Dead people, some of them may have been interested in the paranormal when they were living. Some of them may have been EVP researchers. And who says a bunch of them can't get together on the other side and go, let's send a message back. Isn't that what Houdini always wanted to do? It's what I try and do. Yeah. That's what I would try if I to got to the well. other side, I'd be like, hey, um, I need to get a message back. Yeah. And that's not go, my b- niece. Bug run. That's the nurse. I don't want her to get the money. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. The uh... So it is. It, it's, it fits in with human nature. And if spirits are human or ex-human or sp- human that have gone somewhere, you know, just discarnate human, then why would they change their personalities? Fair enough. You know, you and I would do it. So I presume. Oh, yeah. If we could, if it was physically possible, we we would. If we could, we would. So who's to say that somebody else wouldn't as well? Okay. Kind of a bit cookie, but it makes sense. It does. And uh, we're coming up in a break. I mean, the mediums mediums are always telling us that, you know, you are what you are now. And when you go forward, you you keep all of your essences and your vitalities and 15 seconds to go before the ad break. And so if you shut up, then I can get the uh, who's the show. Who's the show brought to us this week by Ron? So anyways, today's show is brought to you by our very good friends of the Dead Ear Society on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon who make this show possible <laughs> and also circles the wisdom 386 Merrimack street, Methuen, Massachusetts and the Galant Messier family law group 15 high street, North Andover, Massachusetts. And we'll be right back after the following messages.
Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give the awards to the Parrax family. Tonight's uh, Ghost Chronicles International, the first of a two-hour Ghost Chronicles extravaganza. The show that makes a Canadian truck driver's convoy look like they know what they're doing. It's more than I do. That's true. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, Uh... so we've done squid. We've done flying squid. uh, Old ladies seeing UFOs. Spirits emailing back to I've got one another case that was interesting well I've got quite a few of them that's that that I wanted to bring up we're plumbing you death this is is kind of neat because it it, uh, brings up a a little bit different topic but um, there was a woman a newlywed and they were looking for a house and she would go to sleep at night and she would see a house and she kept dreaming about this house. And the more she dreamed about it, she actually was inside it and everything else. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and they would look at houses and everything else, the husband and wife, and and none of them were really what she wanted because she really loved this house that, that she had kept dreaming about. So, uh, finally they were on to look at another house, the husband and and the wife, and they went by and all of a sudden she said, stop, stop, that's the house. And it was the, the house that was in a dream. So she runs up to the door and without knocking, walks in. Uh, and she starts showing the husband, see, this is this. And this is like this all around. And then all of a sudden, a woman comes out and she says, can I help you? And uh, uh, the woman says, this house is beautiful. She says, yes, we just put it on the market today. And um, so the woman says to her husband, can we put a bid on it. He says, we can't afford this house. It's, it's way beyond our price range. So can, can we please? And so she puts a, a bid on it and the, the sale, the retailer disappears in the other part of the house and then comes back and they expect to be turned down. And then uh, she says, the owner has accepted your bid. And uh, the husband says, that's impossible. This house is worth way more than that. And the realtor says, yes, I know. 
but uh, the owner specifically told me to take the first offer they had on the house. And then uh, a few minutes later, the owner comes in the room, looks at the woman and says, you're the ghost. So the woman in her dreams has been haunting the house. Does that make sense? No. That's based on a true story, by the way. It It's not based on a true story. It's based on a yes. long-serving internet story that's been doing the rounds in different forms. No, 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 no. It is based on a true story. I, hang on, hang on. I've heard about nine different versions of that I'm sure story. there is versions of that story, but this it's one kinda here... Like, it's kind of like the, the Phantom Hitchhiker. It's kind of like yeah, the I know. ghost. Yeah, there the are, cemetery ghost and all every, of that. Every few months, that story in it with a different twist in it somewhere does the rounds woman dreams yes. house husband dreams but house all stories blah, are blah, based blah. on some fact somewhere along the line this is the original case that it's based on how do you know it's the original case well according to my sources well, well they I, all claim which, to be originals i know that but it is, totally it's, it's it's one of those i mean don't i don't wish to sound overly skeptical oh you certainly but, yeah <laughs> only because I've heard about nine different versions of that story. I understand that. It's like here and the other. But just because there are other versions, first of all, first of all, all legends are based on some truth. And what it was, yes, one way seven or the other. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs? That's a, strictly a story. There's a difference. Maybe there was a princess who fell asleep and slept actually, with seven dwarfs. Actually, those stories were, were pretty gruesome when they first flying came. flying elephants no squids in the circus squids stop with it cricket. now with just a, with talking a, about made up stuff with it with a cricket as his You're best friend about made up stuff <laughs> so <are> you <laughs> so listen to me so wait a minute so it's clearly evident you don't believe in astral projection then um wait, are we talking by location uh, 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 yeah, talking... objected. Well, you call it uh, by location, which well, is there another... are some very, very good accounts of by location. Exactly. So why by could the... this be astral projection? Because because they're because not the same. Steve because said not... so. No, because yes. we're not dealing with same with nine versions of the same urban myth story. If somebody takes a story and passes it on, what story, happens? It changes over and over again. It changes. Well, when, it fits well, a certain when area. It fits story, a certain things. Yes. When, th when did that happen? Uh, I don't have the information in front of me, unfortunately. Well, you've got the original, said. so you, you're I do. Sure I do have. I have the original. Well, I have the original investigator of the uh, the parapsychologist investigated this case. If I can dig it up somewhere. Well, uh, hurry up then, because I'm digging up frantically the first version of that story, or the first oh, you, the date of the first be, story. I can't. You know, I get because that it. story has been kicking round since. I know two, that's like the hitchhiker in the cemetery goes. And, yes, I know that, Steve. But just because there are similar stories doesn't make it true. There are similar. Well, that's like saying that there must have been a road ghost. There probably was at one Phantom time. Hitchhiker. So. There probably was at one time somewhere. Who says it can't be? Well, you know, how many how many places does Amberlin haunt? I understand that, but now you're just being silly. I'm not being silly. I'm just saying being, it's a story. Just, it's generalizing, which is horrid. I can't believe I'm being generalized. <laughs> 
you do it to me all the time. I would never do that. Ever. Anyway. Yeah. So that's it's an I, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting kind of urban myth. Whatever. Could you just leave that stuff off it? Okay. So are we are we going to do so um, it, cognitive it, dreams or astral projection? It it can be the same. Why can't it be the same? If you look at if the, the cases of uh um the government uh, we did in the United States. I'm not talking Stargate. I'm talking the other one that we did. Oh, what, the Biden regime? No, not the Biden. You conk ahead. <laughs> um, no, the the CIA worked on on one, uh, and it is I can't think of the name, but that's what they did. Uh, it you have to be in a uh, dream state to to do this. So dreaming naturally would. Uh, that's what Biden's doing. I know that, but he's what? <laughs> because I saw a speech by him the other day. So, I swear he fell asleep you, at the dais. But what were you talking? Would you call this thing binary? No, by no, uh, no. I mean, actually, like joking aside, um, this is something that that is of interest, and the reason it's of interest is because not to you. Yes, it's very much of interest to me. Um, one of the reasons being is one of the constants in early psychical research by the society for psychical research um, in their great census of hallucinations um, was this idea of thought transference astral projection call it what you wish but there was but there were members of the society yes experimented and they would uh, seemingly appear to one another see that's what I'm talking about. That's the that's the basis of this whole story. Yeah, no, it's not. Uh, yes, it is. No, that's like saying that's you know, the thought being transferred to a yeah. to our reality, being shown by to see by somebody else. Oh my God! Well, yeah, well, it's a very bad example anyway. Um, oh, but the, well, that's the almost a. The possibility of thought transference has yes, been yeah. extensively researched and looked at by organizations around the world, including exactly. the Society for Psychical Research. And I have to say, I've read a great deal of the uh, accounts of those who participated in those experiments that were conducted yes. in Victorian England and, well, Victorian Great Britain and further afield. Um and I do find them deeply fascinating. And it's something if you if 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 the lucky stiffs out there would like to rewind all of the podcasts somewhere in our dim and distant past, we did actually talk about uh, these uh, thought transference cases. We have. We've talked about them many times. And for the, instance, the guy that almost the died that, in the airline plane. That's right. Um, yes. The Gimli glider. Uh, the the famous uh, flight, which for those that can't be bothered to go through the uh, podcast, is basically Pio. No, he wasn't on the plane. No, but he was one he, he that also. Yes. Well, you know, actually, um, not very many years ago, um, and you, you did it. My colleague and myself mm-hmm. both investigated a case that had a bilocation element to it. Um, we had, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll quickly like skim through the background. We had a, a radio show weekly on BBC radio and we heard of the devil woman of Liverpool. The devil um, woman of Liverpool. 
that's what she was called. And we, we was it uh, uh, Thatcher? Well, no, I'll finish the story and then then we'll all know. Oh, it's all right for you to throw your Bidenry things, but mm-hmm. if I go to Thatcher, well, then it's yeah, like ooh, Biden's, Biden's ooh, funny. Biden's yeah, funny. Yeah. I'm saying it's good, but you can't say anything. Go ahead. I can. I'm British. You are a spoiled brat today, by the way. I'm British. I can say anything I want. Oh, okay. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> so we we got this sort of like you know guest on the show, phoning guest. For have uh-huh. you looked at? Uh, have you looked into the Devil Woman of Liverpool? And we went, no, we've never heard of this one. And we put out an appeal on air. Um, we were then contacted, and we did discover more about this. This was a woman called um, Teresa. Teresa Higginson, and we then met this lady's, uh, I don't know what the Catholic Church called them, but they were championing her uh, beatification for sainthood. Yeah. And we looked into the story and we had a number of unusual things happen to us whilst we were looking into the story, which we, we have briefly spoken about in the past and led us to question whether we were being pushed around like pawns by some great karmic hand, a uh, big finger in the sky, you know, like that famous painting of David and, uh, sorry, of Adam and God. And it was all very strange. But the bilocation element was that uh, Teresa was, um, for a time, a school teacher. Um, and during her time as a school teacher, she claimed that she had gone to a mission in Africa, whereby, uh, and whilst there, she had inadvertently left, her, might have been a prayer book or some item behind in Africa on one of her jaunts, whilst in a dream like she was ill. So while while she was in this state and she wrote to the bishop and she told him about what had happened and blah, 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 blah. The bishop wrote to the mission in Africa to try and confirm uh, her, her story because they thought she was mad. And a package arrived from the mission in Africa with her containing her prayer book, which she had left behind. Yeah. So if she was in Liverpool claiming to be unwell and be, you know, she was locked in a room or she, you know, she was in bed in a room mm-hmm. um, for the two days with people there all the time. You know, she was in the bed, but she claimed to have gone to the mission in Africa and accidentally left her prayer book behind. And then the mission in Africa posted her prayer book back. Ah, how did it get there? Mm. Unless she left it there. Now, that sounds incredulous and very strange. Yes, it does. But I'll give you one little example of the sort of stuff that happened to us or that we know to be factually uh, correct. Um amongst many and they are right 
if if I sound hesitant, it's because I am also still incredulous at some of the things that happened. And we've always found it quite difficult to talk about this particular in fact. We still have reservations about even mentioning Teresa Higginson because weird stuff happens when we do. Um, and when when Anne comes on the show in the next couple of weeks, then, you know, we we can touch around this a little bit. We can skirt around this a little bit more uh, with Anne. Um, but one of the key stories was, uh, and again, I'll leave all of the detail, all of the, you know, more detail till Anne joins us. But there was a lady had turned up at the grave of Teresa Higginson, who was undergoing the process of beatification and people were coming to the grave to visit and to make prayers and blah 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 and they asked if there was a prayer card for Teresa you know these small cards that the Catholics like to hand out with prayers and you pray for the saint to intervene I believe we talked about this before we have and They remembered that there used to be, but there wasn't one any longer. Um, But the lady said that she would go back and, you know, think about it. Mm -hmm. She went back and um, while she was, it was a Sunday, and while she was preparing the lunch, there was a a noise from the other room um, and she felt compelled to go and have a look and see what the noise was. And the noise was that her husband, his prayer book, that he carried with him as a soldier in World War Two, all the time had fallen onto the floor from where it rested normally, and had fallen open, revealing a Teresa Higginson prayer card. She called her husband in, somewhat surprised, and they looked at it, and of course on the bottom of the prayer card was the name and address of the printer in Liverpool, who'd printed mm-hmm. the original cards. So they they decided that they would go to the address to see if the printer had the original printing block to maybe print some more so that they could honor the prop, the promise that she'd made to this lady who'd come, come a calling and looking for a prayer card. Um, when they got there, the house was scheduled for demolition. In fact, the whole street was scheduled for demolition. It was just after the Second World War. There'd been bomb damage and there'd been city centre clearances going on. Uh, So all of the houses were closed, locked, boarded up and abandoned. But nonetheless, they walked up to the door and they were, before they got to the door, the door was opened by a a man wearing a brown uh, jacket covered in ink you know he was obviously a printer and he said oh i've been expecting you and handed them a package wrapped in brown paper tied with string with all the prayer cards huh? no when they they looked at the package they unwrapped the package and it was the original printing block for the prayer card ah. the wooden block with the metal you know facing for the printer uh, when they looked up there was nobody there when they looked you know met, went to follow in they realized actually there was uh, the floor was unwalkable and anyway it was covered in rubble and brick dust and debris but there were no footprints in it so somewhat bemused they they turned and they left now we were given for a short period uh, to having to hold uh, that printing plate 
So we took a photograph of it and blah, 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 blah. And we were given some of the new prayer cards that they subsequently had made from the plate. Now, the lady in question, uh, when we met her, was quite old. Um, and eventually, eventually she was taken to um, a senior home, a care home. And we received a phone call from her son asking if we knew the whereabouts of the printing plate because they couldn't find it. They knew that we'd had it for a short period, but we'd returned it. Mm -hmm. And it had disappeared. Gone. Poof. Now, it was absolutely real. Interesting. Then it disappeared. And we always wondered, because by then we heard... Did you ever recontact and see if it ever turned up? Well, it never has turned up. Um, I say I'm not going into excessive detail, but we always wondered because by then we we had offered to help them because they 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 were struggling. You know, they they were struggling to fund the prayer cards and to and they 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 weren't good with modern technology. And mm-hmm. so what we offered to do was to turn the prayer cards into a digital format that people could freely download from the internet. Oh, there you go. Um, and so we we put all of the, because there were several different prayer cards, including the original one, um, we, we placed all of those online uh, for anybody in the world to freely access, together with the story of Teresa Higginson, you know, all of the material we placed online. Um, then the printing block vanished. And we always wondered afterwards, were we just played with to the point where we were just there to put stuff online and uh, do our little bit? We'll never know. But it was a very weird few months. Hmm. That is intriguing. And there was an element, of, there was actually an element of real bilocation in, in, in our experiences too. He says, just glancing at the clock. I think I can get it in. One day we were driving to visit the lady um, to to have another meeting with them. Mm-hmm. And to get there, we had to, um, Anne was driving, I was in the passenger seat. And to go from uh, to... You know you mentioned this before, right? Yeah. Okay. I know we've mentioned it before, but this is for okay. the benefit of those that can't be bothered going back through the podcast. We're driving down a narrow country lane, and in front of us, going ever so slowly down the middle of the road, is a very brightly coloured, um, you know, one of these cyclists. And uh, but uh, you know, is a man of advancing years, but you know, one of the, they're not uncommon um, wearing this ridiculous brightly coloured lycra sporting cycling attire. So, you know, very prominently dressed. Mm-hmm. And we were stuck behind him for some minutes because we couldn't get past him on this narrow country lane. But eventually, you know, we, the road widened sufficiently and we were able to squeeze past and make our way at more than a walking pace towards the meeting. We had driven about two or three miles down this narrow country lane without meeting any other further and then we come behind a cyclist wearing exactly the same attire. 
as Ooh. the first one. And we thought at first, oh, it must be a cycling club's day out or perhaps we're in the middle of a race. Or Then we realised it wasn't just the cyclists wearing the same attire. It was the same cyclist. Ooh. Because we'd spent five minutes staring at him, not, you know, five minutes before. And here we are staring at him again. Now, it could be twins. It could have been two twins out for a ride. Perhaps. And on the same bicycle and wobbling in the same crazy way down the middle of the carriageway to prevent us getting past until... Bloody bastard. Or did he bilocate? Mm. I mean, that's... I mean, how many times uh, have we heard stories uh, uh, from everyday people of doppelgangers? You know, I mean... It's, uh, I remember at Gettysburg, uh, when we rented the house with Richard Felix, by the way, and uh, we first went in there and I went upstairs and... There wasn't uh, two Richard Felix there, surely. No. And, uh, and uh, Maureen came in and I came down the stairs and she says, how'd you get up there? I says, that's where I went. I went up. She says, no, I just saw you in the living room. No, she swore she saw me in the living room. But you know, that's even was... more horrific than two Richard Felixes. Yeah, two of me. You better yeah. believe it. You uh-huh. better believe it. Just remember that. <laughs> Just think if I could bilocate how much I would haunt you. I know. It's an awful <laughs> feeling. I had an email this week from a, a, uh, a colleague a in the person? SPR. No, a colleague oh, in the okay. SPR asking me uh, if I had a twin brother. See? Um, and saying that... Um, he he was so convinced it was me servicing the office equipment in his building mm-hmm. on two occasions that but for the fact that he was deeply engrossed in work and couldn't run it uh, he was on the point of running over and saying hi yeah i mean that's that's not uncommon stalin uh, was seen in many places at once as well well it's Got the second it. time in my life that it's happened to me the first time was about 25 years ago um when somebody said that they'd held a conversation with me in a, in a city, not very far away, but where I wasn't um, about a subject, which actually I had been talking about, but not there. Really? Yep. So I've had two got do- doppelganger um, or people have, have seen me, you know, somewhere else doing something I wasn't doing. And the police were very uh, understanding uh, on at least one yeah. occasion <laughs> but I, I mean it's not uncommon i mean we i've had experience and i bet you have too of objects appearing and disappearing and is the bell oh the fed supports yes exactly i mean you know we always talk about that flashlight at the lighthouse for one and then the, oh yeah there's another one my emf meter at, at any place mm-hmm. i did too but mm-hmm. i mean there are absolutely no explanation no and do you, do you know when when we um, we get quite a few phone calls about them and my advice has always been have you tried asking for it back <laughs> there you go no and do you know yeah. what when people right. do the weird thing is it, it turns up right and of course in the catholic church we have saint anthony we pray for so how do you you know that is basically asking for it back isn't it yeah 
did you did yeah. you ask for your flashlight back? Have you ever asked no. for your flashlight back? No, no. See, gone now. Ah, but I I did get one back. No, I I the ghost gave it back. That was the th- well the ghost. But I I got it back that time, which was the interesting. Someone mm-hmm. handed it to me that nobody nobody handed it to me. Someone handed mm-hmm. it to me, but nobody. I remember. Handed it to I, me. I they'll have to go back through the podcast because you have told that, and it is. It's, I know. It's it's baffling. To me, it is. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, to me, it is. And Jeremy witnessed it too, so the, you know, he yeah. had no idea. We had, at that time, we had no idea what was going on. So and and, and and if people do go back through the podcasts, um, the lucky stiffs will discover that I wasn't incredulous then either. No. Uh, that I, you know, I do think that those sorts of things remain to be explained, and the job of an investigator is to investigate them. Well, Not we have to go. We are down. Oh, out of time. Yeah. That so, goes really quickly. Should we just hog the next uh, next hour? You can. I mean, Anne's I'm sure around. I'm, mind. I'm sure I'm She's mind. not there. She's gone. What? Gone forever? No, she's not working. Anyways, oh. we do got to wrap it up. You've been listening yeah. to Ghost Chronicles uh, International with Steve Parson and Ron Krolik right here on Toji Night and Pararex Radio, brought to you by Circles of Wisdom 386, Merrimack Street, Methuen, Massachusetts, to Glen. And Messier, a flying squid. Family Law Group, 15 High Street, not there, no Massachusetts. And our good friends on uh, Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. Join us and get access to oh, over 30 videos that you can only see there so uh stay tuned for ghost chronicles next generation well i'll be talking about liquor and ghosts so can't beat that good night god bless watch out for the